founders, what's going on. You guys know I love in-person events and they are back. The recording you're about to hear is from our most recent event where we had hundreds of founders come together, share intimate details, templates, KPIs, OKRs about their business. And it was something special, something special. We'd love to meet you in person. If you want to see the next live events we have coming up via our schedule, the link will be down below in the description. If you're listening on iTunes, check this out on YouTube. You'll see the links in the description, or you can just Google Founder Path or Latka next event. We'd love to see you in person. In the meantime, though, enjoy this recording. It's a good one. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Please help me welcome to the stage, Nicholas from Chili Piper. How was that? That was good, right? Got yeah. good stuff? Awesome. All right. Love it, yeah. Actually, I'm the only one not with a presentation. I volunteered to be interviewed by Nathan. That's ballsy. Nathan That's good. Nathan is the best interviewer I've ever come across. You know, whenever you ask, he digs deeper and finds the information. So I figured that would be the best way to do it. Let's uh, not bury the lead. We're going to do your life story. But first, you just did a secondary. How much secondary did you do? And then we'll go back to life story. Okay, all right. We did a secondary with Tiger Global. We sold 33 million. So we raised 33 million and we also sold 33 million. That's why I have new pants uh, because uh, I, I was able to afford them. <laughs> Those were uh, expensive pants. Yeah, yeah. trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, the total round was 40 million and seven was secondary? So, so the total was 66, 33 in, 33 out. I see, got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That we so did we'll last, last uh, so Actually, um, and then we did another secondary. <laughs> Uh, in November, and I told you that it was six, it ended up being 25. Uh, do you want to get right into that? I'll no, now everyone's curious. Go uh, back to your life story. I'm going to get back to the pre chili piper. It's, it's Let's go pre chili piper. All right, now. so as you guys hear, um, can hear, I'm French. I came to uh, the US uh, a while back, mid 90s, to go to Stanford. Um, my plan was to move to Asia because for some reason I wanted to be in Hong Kong and I met Steve Jobs. Uh, what my classmate Steve Jefferson invited Steve Jobs to talk to the business school students and Steve, sat on, Steve Jobs sat on the floor at the time he was at, at the lowest. Uh, he complained about the press and he said, it doesn't matter, I'm going to go back and, and change the world. And I think, I want to fucking do that. <laughs> you know, I want to be a tech entrepreneur. So I did my first company, ironically, with John Scully, the very guy who fired uh, Steve Jobs. It's funny because Goddard was talking about John Scully as an investor. He, indeed, he was not as uh, tech savvy as uh, he could have been. But that first company I did uh, was successful. It was a Photoshop for Dummies. Um, we to be clear, that was a software. Photoshop it was a software. Yeah, it was uh, at the time. It's hard to imagine for most of you, but uh, at the time, software was on CDs and you would ship it. You couldn't download it. It was too. Uh, so anyway, I did that, and we did six million our first year, eleven million second year, and then we got an offer for fifty million, and John Scully. One five or five zero. Five zero. Five zero. Yeah, fifty five zero. Uh, I was a minority shareholder, and John said, ah, we can do much better, and I'm thinking, I'm out of here. So I sold my shares, I did my first million, I was in my early 30s, and I doubled down on a second company, 
uh, doing online uh, universal shopping cart. And Goddard was, was asking who has done SaaS, and I think, I wonder if that would be called SaaS today. It was an online, I guess it was SaaS. 11 months into it, I have an offer for $60 million. One uh, six or six zero. No, six zero, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like get corrections for the French accent. Six zero, and I have 72% of the company. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to clear 42 million, and, uh, and the deal collapsed, and the dot bomb happened, and, and I had to shut down the company. Actually, I did a deal with Microsoft, but I, I laid off 65 people. Uh, and and, and you sold all your pants. <laughs> and I thought, someday I'll get some pants. So that, that's the story, and then I did a whole bunch of other things. And when, when we... Uh, and I, what year was it? So this 2000? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I did a biometrics company that, that I sold successfully. Uh, then I have a little secret, because I know Nathan likes secrets. So I sold my biometrics company in 2005 for a few million. So it, it was comfortable, but not uh, full retirement money, at least the kind of retirement I'm considering. Uh, so Thanks for being honest about that. That's great. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so so I, I played around, and actually in 2007, I started a company to do exactly what G2 does, and I failed. I, I failed, and I was, uh, my interest was picked when, when Goddard said, you know, at the beginning we, we had no reviews, nobody come, because exactly what happened to me, except that uh, I pushed two years into it, and after two years, 2009-2009 crisis happened, Actually, had also uh, my daughter got hit by a car. She was three years old, so I had to give up, and I ne never made it work. And I'm thinking, that's I don't get it because it's such a good idea. And so now I see G2 working on billions. is amazing. Anyway, so it's an interesting story that sometimes you know you try and timing doesn't work or the angle doesn't work. Uh, I had this purist idea that I shouldn't pay for reviews. Uh, you heard him say he gives five dollar cards to people to write reviews. I thought that's not right. People should just. I'm a bit of an idealist. Uh, Raise your hand if you've ever paid for a review, be honest. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. So it's part of the game. It, yeah. Anyway, so then I did some, a whole bunch of other things, and, and uh, my, I got remarried. My, uh, my wife, Alina, is Romanian. And uh, ironically, she's a tech person. She went to Polytechnica in Romania, and she was doing really well uh, as a product development person. Uh, she did the first iPad app that Steve Jobs demoed when he launched the iPad. She was working for Reuters at the time. Then she was hired at Bloomberg. Then she was VP product at Pearson. And I kept telling her, when you have this kind of talent, you don't work for people. You, you, you make money to yourself. And, and I kept trying to convince her. And, uh, and finally, in 2000, late 2015, she agreed, and we started a company, and that's Chili Piper. And how much equity did you, what was the split? Sensitive question. It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'd say he's the best interviewer. Uh, You're still married, so she has 51%, I guess. So, so no, uh, she has slightly less than me. I thought okay. it was fair that, uh, so I'm going to tell the full story of the company, because it didn't quite happen that way, um, since we, we, we have time. I tried to convince her in 2013 to do a company, and she didn't uh, want to. So I did it on my own, and I started a company um, to go after a problem that I had. I was helping a friend running a sales team, and my reps refused to update Salesforce. 
And I said, look, we're not, we're not going to get your commission uh, if you don't update Salesforce. I said, look, we have other things to do. You know how many people have said that? <laughs> sure. You're not getting your commission if you don't update the damn Salesforce field. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I thought, you know, I'm going to do a smart system that goes into the sales rep's email, contact, calendar, find the information, put it in Salesforce, and everybody's happy, right? They don't have to do anything, and my system does it. So I start that company. I start building the system. Uh, then I find that there's a company in Israel called Implicit that's doing the same thing. And I'm thinking, well, that happens, right? Good ideas happen at the same time. And, and we, we're doing well. We have a freemium product. We start growing. And then I found that a company in San Francisco started before me and thought that it's such a good idea to do this smart capture of data that they're going to go and disrupt Salesforce. And I thought, what a stupid idea. That's what my thinking is. That's not what Kleiner Perkins thought, because they gave them 10 million, and shortly after, Axel gave them 40 million. That company is called Relate IQ, that most of you have heard of. Then some VP at Salesforce decide to buy Implicit, my competitor, and I'm thinking, fuck, <laughs> they bought my competitor, how am I gonna do? And as, as I'm kind of uh, recovering from that information, I hear that Mark Benioff bought Relate IQ for $400 million uh, and incorporate Relate IQ in the company. So at the time I had raised angel money, uh, $1.7 million to do that company, and all my angel called me and said, you fucked. <laughs> Let's put it in French. <laughs> you know, they've put $430 million to acquire your capabilities. You think you're going to win. And so that's when I called Alina to the rescue. That, that, that's what really happened. I said, Alina, come help me. <laughs> I'm fucked. All right, so now we're going to talk about, uh, um, and I is didn't that, mean. Is that first round on? This is earlier. This is, pre, this is your funding graph. This was before 2018, right? Was this Chili Pipe? No, no. So no? This, is, this, this company uh, it was a shitty name. It was called Floating Apps because we were floating in the cloud. Um, that's also another You're reason fucked. why my wife should have joined me because uh, she had better ideas. So she came in and said, we're going to be called Chili Piper. And everybody said, why Chili Piper? And uh, mostly because it's cool. Uh, the way we came up with it, we were looking at something around pipeline, and, and uh, we thought uh, there was a super cool ad for the Champagne Piper that say, he who pays the piper, call the tune, which is a saying in British, like, he who pays the piper, call the tune. So we said, let's call the company Piper, and that was, of course, not available, so we found a play on the word, chili pepper, chili piper, I'm sure you get it. Uh, and we launch. Uh, we don't get it. <laughs> you explain. To these days, people call us chili peppers eh? or red hot chili peppers. Um, so, so we started, and when I uh, when we started, we say uh, we say, okay, what, what do we do? What product do we do? And 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 it was very hard to go back to raise money when I had just been uh, uh, rolled over by a bus, right? And so I told Alina, we're just going to pick a small problem and make money. That's what we're going to do. And so we were talking to some of these people who had used our, our um, uh, smart product. And it would, as I mentioned, would go into emails, contacts, and calendar. And um, one of these customers who was using it for calendar say, I have this problem that uh, when my SDRs book a meeting for an AE, it takes them seven minutes because they have to go and look in the spreadsheet who's next in the round robin then find the calendar, create the invite, send the invite. By the time they send the invite, the prospect is gone, and they cheat, they don't do the right guy. Can you automate that process? And true story, uh, my wife Alina said, I didn't quit my job to do this shitty little product, right? <laughs> and, and I said, you did, because we need to make money, and we have a product that people want to buy. So, so... Were you guys already, you were already married at this point? Yeah, we were married, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> a little more leverage. Uh, well, yes, we waited. So, so, uh, so I went back to the company. The company is called Five Star. That woman who asked us to do this say, "Would you prepay for it?" And she said, "Yes, I would prepay." And it was I'm sure she would have paid much more, but uh, we were so desperate. Uh, we we did the deal for 20k. So they give us 20k to automate the little, little and it was like three years worth of software. Anyway, we have 20k. We get started. Uh, and actually, Just to be clear, the way you, because a lot of people are trying to do that if they're moving into SaaS, it was it a POC? Did you call her a, them a design partner to help you build the product together? Because there was no software they could test. Yes, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. So it's a good question because you have to structure it. You have to be smart, right? You can't do a, a service. Uh, it, the, the, the fee has to be a prepayment uh, against software because otherwise they own the uh, IP, right? If you do a service business, you do develop for them and they own the IP. So the, it's very important if you ever do something like that where you ask up front uh, somebody who needs something and build it for them that you don't structure it as a service business because you structure it either as a fee. Sometimes later we did acceleration fee, so product roadmap acceleration fee. So people give you money, it's your money, and they own nothing. I've never heard that. Product revenue acceleration fee. That product is, roadmap, product yeah, roadmap I acceleration am, fee. I am not a trash guy. I am a waste management consultant. I meant that with... Uh, <laughs> product revenue acceleration yeah. fee. Forrester. Forrester is a customer. They wanted us to do something. And I said, we'll pay you, Right. Uh, and said, so "Well, would you, what, what, we can't do something custom because then it belongs to them." So I said, "Okay, you pay me a product roadmap acceleration fee." <laughs> Everyone's gonna, we're going to see some pricing pages <laughs> all over the world tomorrow. This is that's genius. Round of applause. That's a round of applause. There, that's genius. Uh, that's smart. Yeah, thank you. Just to be clear, though, what I'm more interested in is you're selling software that doesn't exist yet. So, as a sales guy, how did you convince them to do that? How did you sell them that you could actually build it? Was it a PowerPoint? Was it a one pager? Did you bluff it in a Figma design to make it look like it was already live? How did you do it? All of the above, yeah. <laughs> so, so no, but th th you have to think. Uh, uh, she came to me with this problem. She said, "I have this problem and I have not found a solution. Can you solve that problem?" So. I don't pitch, uh, you know, she, she, so the question is, okay, I solve it, uh, how do you pay me and how much, right? So we did what you said, we did, uh, at, at the time, Figma was not as big as it is. Envision. Um, yeah, something like that, Envision or PowerPoint, whatever, but we did some specs, we said, look, this is what it's going to look like, and, and uh, pay us 20K, I think it was two payments, 10 and 10, and then, and then we're live. And then we had a product, and then we went to, uh, to, um, Pitch it this time to other companies, and our first actually paying customer was a greenhouse here in New York. So we were very uh, excited. The company was five of us: so Alina, myself, a, a tester in Romania, and actually two engineers in Ukraine. That's how we got started. And from the beginning, we said, you know, there are smart people everywhere. We can talk about the Ukraine at the end. Uh, so we're very attached to Ukraine because these two guys m made us successful. We thought there are smart people everywhere. Uh, Alina is Romanian, I'm French. Alina and I love traveling, we want to be anywhere. So we're going to hire people anywhere and let them work from anywhere. So today we are 220 people, we are in 185 cities and 40 countries. So we have people in countries, uh, I'm sure most of you could not place on the map like uh, North Macedonia or... Uh, and what yeah. tool do you use for payroll? Uh, yeah, we used to do all our self-contracts. Uh, we do contracts, contracts, and now we're on Oyster. Oyster, okay. Yeah. So that 
I was cheap. We were bootstrapped. I was cheap. I didn't want to pay the fee to Oyster. So I said, I'll just send them money. It's okay. I go to Chase. I send money. It's no problem. Uh, but then when we did our beer round, uh, the, the attorney for Tiger Global said, that doesn't look very uh, safe like a, from a liability standpoint, right? And um, so we said, okay, we'll move to Oyster. So no, we, no, we move Oyster. We use Oyster. So that little product that we did um, got us bootstrapped. The truth is that uh, we had a dry summer the first summer. So we, we put this on the map so everyone sees this timeline up here. This is pre-2017 on the left side of the current slide. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's pre-2017. Uh, yeah, so... You can look up at that slide, too. Yeah, you have us at zero yeah. there, right? Uh, so this is here, right? So we started in 16. Uh, that's right. It's 16 here. So we got 20K, another 20K, and then we had dry summer. Uh, and then we in business with a whole bunch of big companies, like Square wants to buy. Uh, but it took us a while. So in September, we're out of money. And I should mention that um, it's been a complicated story. But uh, with that attempt that I did to do a G2, uh, like, uh, then I had a divorce and my daughter had an accident. So I was left. I think nobody's going to cry. But I was left with my belongings being a house in the Hamptons and a, and a BMW. <laughs> so we liquidated that in 2016. We sold the house, we sold the BMW, we put all the money in the company. And then we still ran out of money uh, in, in October, so we told our two Ukrainians, uh, do you guys want to take stock uh, for your pay in September? And they both, <laughs> one guy said, uh, you know, you guys are so crazy, it may even succeed. <laughs> so he took the, he took the, he took the stock. Uh, At what are you talking like one two percent sort of deal? It's a, <sighs> Couple. It points. was it was a hundred thousand shares, and we just did just secondary at sixteen dollars a share. So they got 100,000 shares, and, and so... Well, at, at, at the penny level, or what was that, a dollar exercise price? What was the price? No, it was, it was shares. We were given shares. In Ukraine, oh, there was a, yeah, oh got, it, got it, got it. 100,000 shares each. And and uh, as I said, the secondary GSD is $16 a share. So each of them, that pair for the month was 1.6 million each. Yeah, yeah right. but I'm <laughs> sure they didn't sell all of it, though. They didn't sell everything, did they? They didn't sell everything. They yeah. sold a chunk of it, yeah. So we, we, they made millionaire in, in one payroll. Yeah, we were very happy about that uh, with Alina. Uh, at the time, it didn't look that way, but, uh, but it did happen. All right, guys, this is almost comical. These guys reached out to sponsor the show, and obviously I use and test every sponsor that comes through. This is crazy. I started asking other founders, hey, have you heard of these guys? And some of the fastest growing SaaS founders use these guys for one specific thing. If you guys are building a SaaS application that relies on your customers integrating with HubSpot or Google Drive or Stripe or Salesforce or MailChimp, having your engineering team spend the time to study all those API docs manually build the integrations and then maintain those integrations over time is a massive engineering time suck. This tool allows you to ship those integrations with a push of a button to your customers. You save engineering time, you avoid all those messy docs. It's just a much simpler process. Now, many of you guys saw this by just sending people to Zapier, but that takes people out of your experience, which you don't want to do. Try Paragon today at nathanmica.com forward slash Paragon. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash P-A-R-A-G-O-N. So, so that's, um, that's 2016. And then we start getting some good business. And, and then um, 
we start looking okay now how do we build a real company because now we you know we we, we are cash positive we can hire more people but but we we don't have a real business when you talk to VCs is that was that ridiculous product they think the same as Alina ridiculous product that you do it's a, it's a hobby so uh, we're looking for uh, other opportunities to do something and we found uh, these people called inbound SDRs. So say, so what is your job as an inbound SDR? So you've seen on the website when people uh, come to uh, request a demo, they submit a form, they get a thank you page, and say thank you, somebody is going to call you. Well, it's my job, and I'm an inbound SDR, I call them to book the meeting. And I said, oh, that's great, how is that going for you? And I say, it's going great, I'm converting at 40%. And I thought, you mean to say that 100 people asked for a demo and 60 of them didn't get it? And the reason why they thought it was great is because the outbound guys convert at 1%, right? They, they go for people. But of course, people never ask for a demo. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. But I have the, the CRO of Zoom Info tell me I'm not touching it. I'm converting at 40%. So that seems crazy. So now we thought we're going to fix that problem. So we built a solution, a JavaScript that you put in your page. When people submit a form, it automatically qualifies them. We do real-time data augmentation, data from the form, data from the CRM. We qualify, we route, we retrieve the reps, and we, we book the meeting in real time. And um, So just to fast, so that's the core product. That's the core product. Because the key thing I want to get into is how you went from single product, great mousetrap, to multi-product strategy. That's right, exactly. So revenue was kind, I mean, not flat, but right, you were sort of stuck between a million and three million up to 2019. Something happened in 2019. Is that when you started thinking multi-product? No, but so, so that, that's a fascinating thing that, that uh, if you look at this curve, that, that's fascinating. So 2017, we come up with this idea and we build this product. Summer 17 segment, the company segment, does an A-B test to see if it works. They doubled the inbound conversion rate. So they go, uh, they didn't disclose the number, but they doubled it and they bought it immediately. And then Facebook comes to us and say, we want to do that for our SMB teams. They buy our software, we do a contract with Facebook. By the way, we have a no discount policy. So I do about five rounds of negotiation with, uh, not negotiation, uh, um, <laughs> with the procurement Facebook. I said, but you know we're Facebook. I said, well, we're Chili Piper. <laughs> and, uh, Five rounds and say, well, we don't do that. And uh, the other thing, not only do you uh, no discount, but we say you pay up front. And so Facebook say, uh, we pay 60 days. And I said, uh, so you have all the money in the world. We have no money. Why would you, would I fund you, right? You don't do 60 days. If you think you pay your 60 days. Anyway, in the end, they said, okay. And, and, they, and we did a quarter million dollars with Facebook. So over, over time. So, so now we're thinking we're golden. We, we have this strong product. It doubles inbound conversion rates. And, and um, Facebook is a customer. Segment has proved it. And, and nothing happened. Amazing. Our previous product, the, what we call handoff uh, thing, continues growing. But that new product, nothing happens. And uh, no, I take the blame for maybe doing a poor job marketing. But for the longest time, salespeople were resistant. They had the SDR team. They would stay with it. They would not want to, uh, to uh, make the change. So what you see on our curve there, in 17, we, we had this product already, but it was not happening. So all the money was um, being made for our legacy product and, and was uh, pushing our sales guys. Say, guys, you have to push the new product. It's much more powerful. It's much bigger than that. And then finally, eventually, the market reaches a critical mass. Uh, that people know and discuss, and, and as you can see in the curve, then we, 2019 we started doubling, 
and we went to uh, 7 million. Uh, what was valuation that year, 2020? So the valuation in uh, 2020. So we did our A round in 2020. Uh, if you go back. 18 million A round 2020. 18 million valuation? No, no, no. 18 million round, right? Is that what you did in 2020? Yeah, that's right. 18 million round. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, you made me think my data might be wrong. I almost shit No, myself. let's go back to the data. Uh, yeah, it's go just back small. The, for you. The if you revenues. Look, that's bigger over there too. No, but the revenues. Go back to the revenues. You want revenue? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the curve was easier. So in 2020, uh, so what happened, uh, it's a funny story. In 2019, no, 18, Social capital came to us and said we, uh, they understood, they said oh, we're lucky, and they gave us a term sheet to put 2 million on 20 million pre. And then, as luck would have it, social capital imploded. You guys remember social capital? So Moth like SPACs. We, 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 we meet everybody, we have the term sheet, we had the lawyer fee, and then the guy decided to dissolve the venture firm. Uh, it's like, <laughs> as you can tell, my life has been a bit of an adventure. Um, so now we have <laughs> no capital, uh, social or not, zero. <laughs> so we continue. Um, and then COVID happens. And then when COVID happens, then I freaked out because I had seen the movie before where, you know, you have to think of this company in 2000 where we were 65 people, we were doing great, and then everything collapsed. I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen again. Everything is going to shut down. I'm going to lose my company. So I took a payroll protection program loan, $350,000, and we held tight. And as many of you have experienced, some things went down, like we lost a few customers, but others came to us and said, we need to book more meetings and online and things. So we continue growing. And then all of a sudden, VCs came to us. So every VC firm stopped investing in March, thinking, I wonder what's going to happen. Then they saw that the world wasn't collapsing, and they said, shit, we've lost three months of investing. We need to find these good companies. So all of a sudden, out of the blue, I am getting tons of calls from VCs. I'm uh, uh, vacationing in France. Uh, the people come and say, your dinner is paid for. Uh, and but You're out of money. No, I'm not out of money. We, we, by now, we, we bootstrap. We're making money. So I could pay myself a dinner in France. Um, and, and, <laughs> and the guy comes and say, uh, it's paid for. And you a free bottle of wine. I'm <laughs> thinking... I think it's Alina, right? So I think it's not my birthday. And she always forgets my birthday anyway. So uh, <laughs> she wouldn't have known. And it's one of these VC firm. They said, we sent you a term sheet. Uh, we think you're excited. your thing is amazing. And, and they sent me, sent flowers to Alina. All the courting, all that. So eventually I said, okay, let's do a deal. So that deal was uh, June uh, 2020. Uh, it was base 10. And they offered uh, 15 on 55 pre. 20 so we're doing yeah. around four plus million. So it's, it was around 12x. Uh, that, that was the number, 12x run rate. Uh, so we took it. We took no, this no secondary, all balance sheet. So uh, the reason why people say it's 18 because there were three million secondary. Okay. Yeah. But at, at that price, Alina and I had no interest in selling any of the shares because it was just the very beginning. And and the angel that I, by the way, I didn't shut down the company when when the thing happened with uh, Salesforce and the thing. I took the same company, I renamed it, and I carried my angel with me. So I didn't. Which want is the right to, thing to do for well, early backers. Yeah. At least it feels good when they make money. Yeah. 
So that's what I did. So even though we bootstrap, I had some angels from a previous life uh, of sin. So we do uh, this round, three million uh, of, uh, of uh, secondary, and then we keep growing. And then uh, as part of the round with Base 10, um, Google came, so Gradient, Gradient Ventures. They put three million. So the guy Wait, from hold on, stop real quick. We're out of time. So we either do group photo and lunch, or you guys just clap really loud to go five more minutes with Nicholas. Should we keep going? There we go. See okay, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm from the south of France. I talk too much. Uh, do you want to talk secondaries? Okay, no. no I'll tell you. The, no, no. Uh, if they didn't clap, you're off stage. We're going to lunch. People love you, so keep going. Okay, all right. So now, now the fun stuff. Uh, the Google guy says there are crazy people out there called Tiger Global. They go and drop spray, uh, term sheet uh, that are nuts. Get on the call with them. And I say, but we're not raising money. I have, uh, we still have the money. Let's get on call with them. I get on call with John Curtius. He says, okay, we love your business. Oh, cool. Literally, he asked me 10 minutes of question. He said, okay, what price would... Um, what would was you, revenue at this time? So now we're at seven. Seven million. Yeah, so we 2020, went 20, seven yeah, million. We're, we're, so you see, it's seven, right? Uh, we, we, no, it's, it was uh, March 2021. So we just passed seven. Okay, got it. Yeah? So we passed seven. And uh, he, he said, What valuation would you do a deal? And we just did that deal at uh, 55 pre. So I'm thinking, you know, if he, if he gives me 150, it could be cool. But I say nothing. He said, How about 30 million on 320 pre? Yeah, exactly. I think we all wish it happened to us, you know? Then you go, you're right, these guys are crazy. Uh, I said, let's shake hands. Uh, and we shook hands on Zoom, uh, you know? And, I, uh, so, and two weeks later, uh, immediately after I had the term sheet, and, and three weeks later, the money in the bank. They were the easiest people to work with. They didn't ask for a board seat and all that. So it was amazing. And so then we did a secondary. And then we, I sold a little bit. Uh, and, and my angel also, because it seems uh, such a high valuation. So we sold 33 million worth of stock altogether, employees, uh, something like that. But then it doesn't stop there. Then the company with the money grows faster, as you can tell. Uh, and we go from seven to 16. So we're now more than doubling. So then more people are interested. And, and another firm comes and say, I want to do a secondary on a 500 million valuation. So now we're October, so last October. To which I said, well, the love company. So I called all the companies and said, uh, I have an offer at 500, do you want to bid up? So we got to 625. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I said, this pair of pants I'm going to buy myself. And the, so, car, and the car, so the car is very nice. So and it's ridiculous. I bought a Porsche, I bought a boat, I bought a, a house in the Hamptons. Uh, you name it, within two months, I bought the whole thing, <laughs> right before summer. And yeah, so we did 625. It was the height of, of, of the market. Uh, we, that was, uh, in the end, well, at 500 million with 10 million worth of sale, at, at 625 with uh, 27 million, so 27 million uh, secondary. And, uh, and that's what happened. 4950 yeah. x you're up Yeah, there. yeah, 40, yeah. So very, very high multiple. Then everything collapsed, but we're cool because we have money in the bank, we're growing, we have everything. So then back to the topic of the, of the, of the discussion, going from this little product we did, when we did this concierge product, we realized that, um, so we doubled in non-conversion, we realized that the other uh, uh, friction point in the, 
inbound process. So we've, we've extended now, we call it our inbound conversion platform. We've added a chat that we're about to launch that will uh, help um, uh, the bot chat book meeting is much faster than anything that's out there. We're helping uh, lead distribution to go faster for those who are not ready to book. So we're, we're expanding on, on this uh, value proposition of inbound conversion and, and we're building a platform. Uh, when I started the company, I was very aware that uh, it was not sustainable. There's a smart VC um, in Boston. Uh, David Scott. Yes, that's right, David Scott, who said uh, you have to be aware of uh, the gravity well. It's a super interesting concept. The gravity well is that you build a software and then there's somebody next to you that can include your features in their offering and so, boom, uh, the, you know, the features fall into that product, the gravity well. And, uh, and you don't want to be in that position where and somebody comes and just swallows you. It happened to um, a company called Serious Insight that did this integration with Salesforce and Salesforce said, we're going to do it ourselves and boom, they disappear. So at, at any time we were looking for something, they were saying, we are the gravity well, and right now with the inbound conversion platform, we uh, we there's no Salesforce could do it, but they they would have to offer something competing with us for people to choose the Salesforce solution. Just like when Salesforce bought Pardot, it didn't kill uh, Marketo and HubSpot uh, because it's a different gravity well. So uh, now I think we're in a good position to be uh, our own gravity well. So uh, shits and giggles aside. Um, we love taking advantage of a VC that is just like hype market, want to get into good deals, makes complete sense. Um, if we quantify, so to date, you and Elena, totally sort of all secondaries added up together, range, how much have you guys sort of taken out of the company? 20. Okay, together. Yeah. Okay, so 20 out. So I don't know a better way to ask this. Um, when you raise that, that valuation, your optionality is like, very, I mean, you have to grow so much to get a rational buyer to pay where there's actually a successful exit. Do you really care? You've already taken 20 million bucks out of the business. You've already won. Uh, yeah, we care because uh, as uh, Mikita was saying, uh, when we started the company, we wanted to make money, but not only to make money. Uh, we, we wanted to, for us, it's a journey. We want to take the company public. We want to, we have this uh, beautiful journey where we have 220 people from different nationalities living to, uh, getting together, working together. When we raised 33 million, uh, we went to the board last year and we said we're going to take 1 million and create a foundation. And the board said, one million maybe is too much. I said, no, it's not too much. And we put a foundation for peace. And so actually, uh, we're very involved with the war in Ukraine because we have this one million dollars to deploy, uh, um, helping. It was like we'd seen the writing on the wall. The foundation is about nonviolence and promoting peace. And, and right before the invasion, we had our Russian developers work with our Ukrainian developers. We took a screenshot of them on Zoom. And you say, uh, would you really want these brothers to kill one another, right? Like, it seems so crazy that would, that would happen. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so the answer to the question is uh, we're enjoying the money, but, but we're on a, on a mission and, and, uh, and nothing's going to stop us. And Nicholas, what's the site where folks can check out that, that charity you set up? Say it again. What's the website for the charity? Oh, yeah. The it, it, it's called citizensofourplanet.org. Citizensofourplanet.org. The idea when we started was say we're all, we all brothers and sisters. So I'm a bit extreme on that. Word. I'm French. I, I pay taxes in the U.S. And I feel, okay, I pay tax in the U.S. so that maybe we have social security for some people in federal tax. So, so say in Michigan. 
And I don't care more about the guy in Michigan than the guy in Belarus. I care the same. So my view is that at some stage we should have global taxes. Uh, you know, we should have no. We should have nation for soccer tournament. That's cool, but not for anything else. Not for fight and all that. So, so that's that's the direction I want to take. That we we all brothers and sisters, and we all help whatever country and whatever location. That's Nicholas with Chili Piper. Give it up. Right, thank you.